Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 8th, 2019 and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter How It Works. We are on page 67 starting with the first paragraph, we avoid retaliation or argument. And we're going to read that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the 12 steps of OA, Tenzin P, the 12 traditions of OA, Tanya G, and readers of the text are Janice PM, Susan H, and Lisa H. The reference number for yesterday, Thursday, November 7th, 2019, Vision for You meetings are the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 13,631, that's 13631, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 13633, 13,633. The OA preamble, Ears Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to please read OA's 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning, everyone, and hope to see you all very soon. Okay, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Mm-hmm. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, talk through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Excuse me. I'm now going to ask Tanya G. to please read OA's 12 Traditions. Tanya? Thank you. This is the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirements for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seventh, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they may serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always remain personal. Maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Hey, thanks, Tanya. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, 
then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And we do ask that you not use speaker phones. Thanks. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 67, starting with the first paragraph. We avoid retaliation or argument. We're gonna read that one paragraph only, and I'm now gonna ask Janice PM to get us started. Good morning, Janice. And <clears throat> good morning to you, Katie G. My name is Janice PM. I got a frog <clears throat> in my voice. Um, and I'm a grateful we covered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Yes, we avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. If we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. We cannot be helpful to all people, but at least God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. Oh boy. <clears throat> so I guess we're talking about anger and how to treat people. Well, this is a great one for me. Um, in the past, before being recovered, and not that I do it perfectly even in recovery, um, I always retaliated because I wanted to be right all the time, and you were wrong. And you know what? It didn't help anybody. It didn't even help me. In fact, it made me worse because there's different ways of retaliating, and I was the sneaky type. I would do it by my tongue, mm, be a little sly, be a little nice-nice, but really, mm, you know. And so I had, a, we had to restrain my tongue <laughs> a lot of times, especially in my home. If you hurt me, then I'll get even with you. So, you see, that didn't change me at all. It made me worse. However, this particular paragraph tells us what the problem is. If we retaliate, we argue. I mean, we would not do that if we saw a person with a bandage around their head and started retaliating at them. My goodness, we just wouldn't do that because, because the purpose of, of my recovery is to be useful to you, not harmful to you, to be useful to my higher power. That's why I got this gift. That's why I received the gift from him. So, but it gives us a promise here. Promise, if you don't do that, then this, what, this will happen, and this is what you do. And the promise is, how do I do that? I can't do that myself. No. But to pause, pray that God will. That's a promise. God will show us how to take a kindly, tolerant view of everyone. It's a beautiful, it's short and sweet. If you do this, then you'll get this. And uh, boy, did I have to do that because I was so self-righteous. And uh, I didn't have to prove that I was always right, <clears throat> but I wanted to. So you see, all I have to do is pray for them and ask God to change me, God bless them, change me, 
Even if you're still hurt, you keep doing that, and God will present his promise to you. And with that, I'm going to pass. All right, Janice PM, what a great way to get us started. Thank you. Just a reminder before I take your name, we are on page 67 of our beautiful big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We are reading, we avoid retaliation or argument. We're reading that one paragraph only. And if you shout your name really loudly and fast, I'm going to do my best to write it down. Go ahead. Madam. Okay, you know what? Wait a second. Hang on, hang on. My uh, my pen is not even working. I thought it was, so I totally. Okay, wait. Please don't say your name again because I have the name. I just totally messed up. I am such a human addict. Okay, so um, here's who I have. Oh yeah, I got that. Yep. So I've got Madam Melissa C. Chuck C. Nancy P. I heard an. I heard, okay, and then I have Nancy P., Amy G., and Larry K., because I, I, I believe I heard Amy G., so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm so sorry about my failed pen. If every, I got Chuck, oh, Chuck K., thank you. So I'm just going to let everybody know the lineup again. We've got Madam, Melissa C., Chuck K., Nancy P., Amy G., Larry K., I apologize for my pen failures and my poor ears. But let's get started with Matt M. Good morning, Matt. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from Folks Over Eater. This paragraph teaches us about tolerance. We have to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. Uh, for me, when I'm in the food, when I'm struggling, I tend to be less tolerant of others, and I tend to be more suspicious of others and more judgmental and uh, more self-indulgent um, of my my um, my attitude isn't the best, but I'm working on that with the help of my higher power, my new sponsor, uh, that I can wake this work if, I, if I'm if i willing to uh, do, put the work in. And I'm grateful I'm going to the convention because I get to uh, connect with everybody to help me. Uh, this program is a one-day-at-a-time program, and I need to understand that it's not always all about me, but when it is about me, I have to realize that um, I can't be selfish and egotistical like I have been. So I have to if somebody does upset me, I can't, like as as a previous speaker was saying, I can't retaliate against them. I can't be. I'm very, I'm very good at being passive aggressive. I'll let you know I'm angry at you, but I'll let you know indirectly. So I'm very passive aggressive and with 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 that kind of attitude, and I have to watch that because it's not a good way to live your life, and it 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 tr- turns people against you. It turns against me. Excuse me. It turns it turns people against me. And I don't want that. I want people to love me and support me for who I am, and I want to support them just as much. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I'm here today, and thank you all for being at the meeting. Thank that I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Okay, next up we'll have Melissa C., followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning and for hearing me. Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, this really, like my job from here on out, it's to be helpful. It's it's to take, I have to take the high road. You know, I can't, I can't operate in the world like other people. And, um, you know, my form of retaliation, um, I loved, you know, how the first speaker said it, um, I do it like in a very sneaky kind of indirect way. And um, it would be, I would keep this list 
you know, and it, the list was long, and it was ancient, and it was all the small and sometimes huge things that people did to me that I used as an excuse for not showing up and being the best I could in their lives. So, you know, if I um, if I forgot your birthday, well, trust me, I remember the time that you didn't say hi to me, right? Or if I, you know, that's sort of how I operated on. And um, and I took everything personally, you know, like the whole world was all about me. And, you know, when you walk around the world that way, um, you're hurt a lot. You know, it's like I went out sort of seeking, you know, to be proven that um, that you're going to hurt me, you know. And, and, you know, the other form of retaliation has been gossip. Like, I don't, you know, I don't do it directly to your face, but I do it behind your back. You know, that's that's sort of how I've done it. And, you know, like, yesterday was a perfect example. My mother called me with, like, the regular old drama between her and my sister. This has been going on my whole life. And um, and I took it right to heart, you know, like I somehow I'm all annoyed, but I smile and I'm sweet. And it took everything in me not to call, you know, um, my other siblings, you know, because I need to get my allies. I need to get the people who are going to side with me. Um, that's how I used to do it. And But I pray, like now I pray, God, save me from that. That's not... I can't be helpful. I can't be helpful to my sister. I can't be helpful to my mother. I can't be helpful to people when I operate in the world that way. And, you know, for me, the funny thing is I, I said the prayer, like, God, please save me. I did a 10-step. And the funny thing is, you know, I was sort of pacing in my kitchen, and my husband was like, are you okay? And I said, oh, it's stuff with my mom and my sister. It was like an invitation for gossip. And he, he in the most lovingly way, very dismissively said, oh, that you'll never fix that. And he left the kitchen. And I thought, thank you, God, for saving me. Like, that's how it looks sometimes to be saved. Um, and that's what I have to keep my eye on. So thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Okay, next up we'll have Chuck K. followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Chuck. Hey, good morning. I know it must be difficult getting peppered with names this early in the morning. This is Chuck from Georgia, and um, I, I really like this part of the big book because it made me realize a purpose why I'm on the earth, why I'm here, you know, what I'm here for. And one of the things that I have to remember is I've been given a gift that a lot of people will never receive. They won't accept it. But I've accepted it. And there are, there are blessings and there are wonderful things that have occurred in my life due to program. There's an awareness. There's a set of choices. There's all these beautiful and good things that I have that I can use to live my life in a way that I could never live before. The first half of my life, I would be a bully. I would be a mean person if you did what I if you didn't do what I wanted I would I would berate you I would call you names I was vindictive all of those things to put that in perspective I have to realize that if I've been given this gift if God has blessed me so richly with with the gift of program how shameful of me if I don't forgive people and treat people not in the way that I used to, but in the way God would have me treat them. 
let's face it, God accepted me and forgave me in spite of all the crap that I've done in my life. How am I going to repay that if I don't have that same attitude for the people that are around me? And let's face it, half the time somebody does something to me, they haven't done anything. It's just been the way I've, I have uh, received it. They're just living their lives like everybody else the best way they can. It's me that gets all crazy in my mind. So what I have to do is I have to be very thankful for what I have been given. And the way I show that thankfulness is I don't treat people in the way that I did. And I think I'll pass with that. I'm, I'm very happy for, for programs, happy for this meeting, and I'll pass. Thank you, Chuck K. Okay, next up we'll have Nancy P. Followed by Amy G. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Katie. Thanks for calling on me. Thanks for letting me share. Uh, yeah, Nancy P. Just everybody else totally stole my thunder, but I will put in my two cents and say about retaliation or argument. That means that what I'm allowed to say is supposed to be supportive or um, respectful. Nothing else. And, um, you know, over the past couple of days, I've had a couple of resentments. My husband wouldn't help me do something. You know, he's very busy at work. And I called him and, and I said, I need you to give me your password. I actually said this today. It seems ridiculous. I said, I need you to give me your password for your Gmail account so that I can get into my iPhone. I was at the Apple store and he wouldn't. And I, I didn't say anything to him. And I, And the guy there said, oh, you know, well, we'll have to figure out another way. And I said, yeah, he's busy. And meanwhile, on the way home, I was thinking of all the snappy comebacks I could say about, oh, you know, and all the things that I was going to do at home, you know, like the like Janice was saying, you know, passive aggressive, you know, m not make dinner or whatever it is, you know, like figure out something and say something unkind that had a swear word in it just because I wanted to swear. And, um, you know, but of course, of course, because I'm recovered, I couldn't indulge any of those things beyond the, the thinking. And then I immediately, like even in the store, you know, I had to say, please, would you help me? That's what I call my higher power. I call it you. And, um, you know, when I got home, I, it was gone. And I made a call to a fellow and we laughed about it. I mean, what a difference between, I mean, we laughed hilariously because, because you know, I can go from zero to a hundred in 1.2 seconds. And, um, you know, with my family, I get in, infinite opportunities to practice um, kindly tolerant behavior because they're always doing stuff that I wouldn't do or that I wish they wouldn't do. And um, I'm happy to say that today, no one can see what goes on in my head. Um, and what comes out of my mouth most of the time today is um, just kindly tolerant not retaliatory or argumentative conversation. I, I, it's gone and I don't stew in it. That's the thing. It used to, not only would I go from zero to 101.2 seconds, I would be sitting cooking in that soup for weeks, every single one. And um, today I don't do that at all. I mean, I literally do not do that. It's a miracle because I've lived in it for so long. I feel like I'm I feel like I took a shower and rush, washed it all away. Um, and I have only this program to um, thank. And I will be at the convention and I'm greeting. So I want everybody to come and say hello to me. 
And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, next up, Amy G, followed by Larry K. Good morning, Amy. Hey, Katie, this is Amy G, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service and for an awesome meeting. And I, too, am getting so excited for conventions. Um, I need to be honest with you all. You know, I do. I want to be nice to people. I want to be kind and tolerant. I want them to see me as a nice person. But I'll be honest with you. When it says here we avoid retaliation arguments, you know, we have spent all week talking about anger and resentment and the fact that it has the power to kill. And our last paragraph was, God save me from being angry. But what is retaliation and argument? Those are forms for me of being angry. If I want to retaliate to someone, that means I want to get revenge. That's the def- one of the definitions is, is revenge. And if I want to argue with someone, usually that means it's heated. And that means that I'm arguing because I'm angry about something. And it's saying here again and again that that is a luxury for me as a, a compulsive reader that I cannot afford. Yes, I want to be nice to people. And absolutely, you know, this is about being of maximum service to others. But for me, the reality is this, this is something that I need to get a handle on through the grace of God and working these 12 steps or the food is going to call me again. I cannot retaliate and I, can, I have to try not to argue. And I will tell you that one of the biggest and saving graces of my marriage is the fact that I do not engage in argument for the most part. And my husband threw me a compliment the other day that said something about, well, you know, our marriage is so good because you don't argue with me. <laughs> And I had to laugh because I thought if you only, like Nancy was saying, if you'd only heard the arguments I had to do in my head. But the reality is this program has taught me that I have options and that I'm better to keep my mouth shut than I am to argue and then come back when my emotions are calmer because I can't even think straight when my emotions are in play to then have a discussion versus an argument. You know, when he said that to me, I thought to myself, who the hell is he talking about? But that's this program and the miracles that abound in this program, that the food not only calls to me, but that I act in a different way now. I may not always think right, but I can act in a different way. It's a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery and peace of mind in my life and with those around me. And guess what? When I take a kindly and tolerant view of others and I treat them that way, guess what? They treat me that way as well. And it is all good for all around. So with that, I guess I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me, Amy G. Next up, we'll have Larry Kay, and then we'll take another round of names. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Appreciate that. I don't know, Katie, if you've ever used compost Compost is made up of all that, you know, that disgusting throwaway stuff. Disgusting. And, and when we spread it on a field, it is the essential ingredient for growth. And resentments are the compost for my spiritual growth. The steps are my, my you know, my daily training for acceptance of what is. And to a spiritually awakened person, when resentments come up, they begin to experience them in an entirely different way when they've, when they've submerged themselves in this step work. See, they see the person who offends as a gift, as a teacher. Everything in life can be seen as an opportunity, 
a, a teaching for growth, for spiritual development, and we, we cultivate gratitude for the opportunity to learn and grow in compassion and forgiveness for this human being. And see, for me, compassion is really about connecting with the suffering of others. I need to connect with the suffering of others rather than seeing them as people who deliberately set out to harm or offend me as if you got up this morning and your whole intention as you consider the 24 hours ahead was how can I screw up Larry's day? What can I do to offend him? Of course you didn't do that. In fact, uh, you know, a practitioner of these steps, that's all we are as practitioners of these steps. They connect our own hurt souls to the hurt souls of others, our own human weaknesses to that of the weaknesses of others. The steps help us to become mindful of hurt souls rather than condemning of them. We, be, you know, we, we, we become free of condemnation rather than purveyors of condemnation. And here's the thing, I don't even know what purveyors means, but I think it sounds about right. See, I can't be offended by a gift. When Katie shows up, I can't be offended by a gift, a welcome gift with gratitude. The steps do that. We're brought into alignment with God. There is no offense. You're a gift to me. With that, I pass. Thanks. All right, Larry Kay, thank you for your <clears throat> service. So before I take another round of names, and my pen is officially working, we're going to um, <clears throat> just going to let everybody know. We're in the chapter, How It Works. We're on page 67, starting with the first paragraph. <clears throat> we avoid retaliation or argument. And I'm going to do my best to hear your voice, so please go ahead. Darian Kay. I got Darian. I got Barbara. Loretta H. I got Loretta. Okay, Donna, I hear you, but your voice is very quiet. So when it comes your time to share, if you could work on that for us, I'd love to be able to hear you. So I've got Darian K, Barbara E, Loretta H, and Paula H. Who else would like to share? Sandy S. I've got Lynn S. One more. Sandy S. And Sandy S. Okay, so if everyone wants to go ahead and mute their phones, I've got Darian K, Barbara E, Loretta H, Paula H, Lynn S, and Sandy S. And just a reminder, please stay off speakerphones um, so that we can hear you. And if you're not Darian K and you're microwaving your food, you are not muted. So, uh, Darian, please go ahead. Hi, Katie. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Good. Um, yeah, so grateful to be on the line today. Um, so good to hear everybody, too. And, yeah, resentment is so poisonous, right? It's just, and it doesn't feel that way when you're feeling it. It's like, I know that until, like, in my mind. But when it comes up, it's like, ooh, this feels kind of good. Like, I want to hold on to this. And, you know, just make the most of it, and um, and wow, it's I don't know, it's why why I don't know. There's no there's no real good reason why um, I want to feel that way, um, except that maybe it's control. Maybe it's um, I think a lot of things really boil down to control. Like all right, I'm just gonna 
hold on to this. It's control. Um, and it's so damaging. It's damaging for other people. Like, like it said, I mean, we cannot be helpful if we're feeling that way. And then we surely can't be um, useful um, people, you know, in the world helping others if we're holding on to things that are disturbing us. And, you know, life every single day um, just, you know, gives me something that I, you know, need to look at and um, or gives me the same thing I had yesterday <laughs> that I need to look at again. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm just, I don't know, I just get that feeling like, oh, I'm so sick of looking at myself. Can't I just focus on somebody else? And I know, I know that this program tells me the only person that I can change is me. And then I'm a full-time job, um, and, you know, I have, I have no time, no time for anything else but, but to change myself. And thank God, I really believe that in my heart, and, and I know that that's what I need to work on. Um, and, you know, I'm just so grateful that I have so many teachers here that share um, their wonderful pearls of wisdom with me um, that help me. And, you know, and I have special people that I talk to, and I, do, I don't have to live in my head. That is a dangerous neighborhood, and I don't want to live there. I just need to, um, you know, do what I'm, you know, what, what, what feels right and what makes um, sense in this program, and uh, it, I am just so grateful um, for all of you. So thank you so much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Darian Kay. Next up, we'll have Barbara E., followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Can I be heard right now? Loud and clear. If I cannot hear any of you, I promise I'll let you know. So let's just move forward with our sharing. Well. I will keep my fingers crossed that no one comes in with anything uh, that they need to do in the room here. This is beautiful. I am so grateful to this meeting in particular for as I sit here, just to be able to listen to all of you. And for me, I know hurt people hurt people. And when I say the sick man's prayer, just going back to yesterday, I like to add uh, the word compassion. I'd like to be able to show people the same compassion I'd like people to show me. Because resentments hurt me because they keep me in my sickness. We're all sick in one way or another. So just to be a little kinder and a little softer enables me to look more honestly at my own character defects. And they were many. I was selfish, self-centered, manipulative, loved to gossip about, gossip about you to make me feel better, and insistent that I was right. And if you disagreed with me, you were dead to me. So this prayer and what the work offered here offers me the opportunity to be, hum to be humble, to break my resistance down to free me, uh, resist, my resentments that I have for things long past have reached their expiration date. It's time to let them go, Barbara, so I can get some peace. And my responsibility to use all the tools offered me 
so so that I can become more right with myself and more right with the world. It helps me to look at myself from these different angles. Yes, I was selfish, self-centered, settled into the victim role. And so my reaction to others were skewed to that viewpoint. I don't have to forgive, but I do have to show compassion if I want to recover. And so do I want to recover? Yes. What must I do? Change everything. And that's why I'm here whenever I can be. Thank you so much to everyone. Have a beautiful day, I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Next up, we'll have Loretta H. followed by Paula H. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Katie and everybody, and thank you for your service, and everybody, thank you for this very healing meeting. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic, graced with God abstinence for today and I live in Raleigh and I I was thinking about Larry and the compost and when you walk by compost especially I do a lot of walking you see steam coming out of it you know when they freshly delivered it and um, that seat looks like my head when I'm in a resentment you know you can just see that you can actually see it in my eyes and and with God's grace today and because of the steps, practicing the principles in all of my affairs, principles before personalities, I really try not to be there because that is where I get into trouble with my food. Because, and as I've shared, I was in an industry where I served people. And I never took it out on them, but boy, when I came home, I took it out on myself. And it was because I was always, always either comparing and despairing or they did something wrong that actually I was doing wrong. You spot it, you got it. So with God's grace today, and I have just recently done a um, another four-step on my sister who has moved here two years ago. And uh, we have a lot of historical, hysterical stuff that has been in our childhood and I have to we went out yesterday and I just have to um, really really work the steps with her and the sick man's prayer and um, and the irony is that she's in recovery and has been for 41 years but I also compare my recovery to hers so it's it's that constant constant historical hysterical stuff that we grew up with and with God's grace today I don't and we had a wonderful day. It, it works. Um, we didn't even talk program because sometimes we can get a little testy when that happens. And um, I just, it, it's just wonderful. And the, when I did the four step on her just recently and I prayed for something, it says in on 552, I think it is, to pray for what you want. And first of all, I pray for peace for her. But then it was a material thing. And when I walked in the house um, about two or three weeks later, she got it. So it works. It just works. And I just know this program is if you do the work, you get the results. But you have a choice. Your choice is either to go back into the disease or to work the steps like Harry. Like Time, Harry, please. Or, thank you. And with that, I pass.
Thank you, Loretta H. And just a reminder, or if you've just gotten on our line, we are in the chapter, How It Works, page 67, first paragraph, we avoid retaliation or argument. Just press star one if you are Paula H. And we'd love to hear you share. Go ahead, Paula. Hi, this is Carla, Carla H. Carla, excuse me, thank you. Carla, please go ahead. Yeah, um, so retaliation. I had an incident um, yesterday that happened, and basically um, someone text, I text someone, and it took a while to reply back. So I decided, I was like, well, I'm going to wait a couple of hours too. But, you know, just something inside of me was like, no, I just like, you know what, God, I cannot do that. Whether people do it purposely, whether they don't do it purposely, whatever the case may be, I can't retaliate like that. And so I made a decision just to go ahead and, you know, reply back right away, you know. And when I did that, I just felt so much calmness and so much peace come over me. And I remember praying to God after I text, I just said, God, I don't want to be like that. I can't do that, you know. And I'm just grateful that, you know, I had the mind to be able to do that. And so, you know, and then I think about, you know, um, stinky thinking, whether it's decision, whether it's, like I said, true or not, it doesn't matter. It's just about who, you know, I am as a person and how my heart is and how my mind is and how I'm looking at things and doing things. And I don't have to retaliate towards anyone about anything. Um, My job is just to be kind and be gentle um, and be able to be at help and be a service so God can use me. And I'm really grateful that, you know, I did, that I did um, just, reply back. And so I just want to work on that more and never mind what no one else is do, do because God is looking at me and I'm the one that matters. Thanks a lot. This is Carla. Carla H. Thank you, Carla. Okay, next up we'll have Lynn S. followed by Sandy S. Good morning, Lynn S. Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. But I must admit, it feels funny saying um, recovered after the mental gymnastics I was going through this morning. But, you know, I've heard this paragraph a million times, read it, seen it, been on meetings, talked about it. And this morning, it's imprinting on my heart. And I can't tell you the effect that that's having on me especially with a a particular relationship I have in my life right now that I was thinking about and I'm going to say and this is the way to handle it and all this stuff. And we read this paragraph and people are sharing on it and my heart is receiving it in a way it never has before. And I think that's the difference and it's... um, you know, head knowledge and thinking and knowing or sort of understanding and all this stuff doesn't doesn't mean anything, but the know with a capital K, you know, when I know this, like it's part of my, I want this to be ingrained in every fiber of my being, just like fear is or just like anger is. 
I want this feeling to be in my cells. I want this to replace it. And I know I can't make me be this way, but I know that by working the program and not doing what I think I'm going to say and they're going to say, that doesn't work. It's never worked. It's not going to work now. Listening to the sharing, having my heart be touched and opened, this situation can only get better now that we've shared this morning, and I am so grateful for program and the experience, strength, and hope of others. And with that, I'll pass. Oh, Lynn, great to hear you. Thanks for your share. And now we'll have Sandy S. Good morning, Sandy. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. Number one on my list of resentments is definitely myself. And not beating myself up, I mean, that's the retaliation. And having a kind and tolerant view to myself is really a God thing. I am powerless over that. And I'm not always resentful for myself. You know, a lot of times I'm kind of grateful, like, oh, I did something good. What a surprise. You know, isn't that nice? You know, and I'm able to actually um, just really take it in like I would compulsively eat and get relief. Taking in that, yeah, I just did something of value. You know, I'm an okay person. It's those moments when I fail, when I don't live up to my expectations, when I'm having a dysregulated emotional episode for no reason at all. It's those moments when I, if I can just lay aside the 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 punitive, self-punishing things that I feel towards myself, if I could just lay that aside and have a kind and tolerant view when I'm emotionally at my worst, you know, that is God working through me. And whatever I do for myself, definitely easy to extend to other people. I definitely know I'm spiritually sick. It's hard for me to recognize that other people are. You know, one of the things I have is terminal uniqueness. Like, oh man, I am the worst. It's not true. So with that, I pass. Okay, Sandy. So one, two, three. So let's say like three two-minute shares. Um, Go ahead, say your name, please. Star one. I heard B or G. I didn't hear your first name. Anne-Marie G. from Pennsylvania. Oh, Anne-Marie G. Okay, two more. Kim. Kim? Was that a Kim? That's Kim A. Okay, there's a lot of um, underwater noise, so hopefully that will be cleared when you share. One more person? And Susan. Okay, that's who we're going to go with. I have Anne-Marie G., Kim A., and Susan H., and if you're, thank you for muting your phone. We're going to go with two minutes for each of those friends, so Anne-Marie G., please go ahead. Okay, please time me because I don't have my timer handy. Um, No problem. Anne-Marie from Pennsylvania, 
And in reading this, I was aware of the word suddenly. And uh, for me, suddenly is I'm like a deer in headlights when I'm confronted because I, I stand there undefended now that I have surrendered to my higher power and to this program and to this wonderful um, fellowship. And uh, so for me, that once that basic instinct to defend myself is touched or toyed with, my first response is I freeze. I, but I don't do that anymore. That's what I used to do. When this... Uh, when this occasion occurs, I feel it, so I acknowledge it, and I immediately do, as it says in the paragraph above, we ask God to help us show, to show me what I need to do, and that's exactly what I do. And my prayer is very simple. It's, okay, God, here we are. What do I do? What do I say? You give me the words. And I have found in my of my response these days to situations with family every time I do that and I ask God for this kind of help I have an experience of amazing dissipation of the atmosphere the whatever was on the mind of the other person whatever might have been on mind or my, my mind just disappears because either something enters in in a different way that I wasn't aware of or I'm given words that have nothing to do with the argument or the potential for argument, whatever it is, it goes. And it is miraculous. And I want more and more of those experiences because I was a person who just had to defend myself to the last degree and always seemed to lose and became victimized as a result of that. So to avoid all of that, I pray. Thanks for letting me share. Have a wonderful Friday, everybody. Thank you, Anne-Marie G. All right, Kim A., please go ahead. Thank you. Hi, this is Kim A. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in New York City. And the longer I'm in recovery, the more I realize that I am a retaliatory type of person. And I never really thought that I was because my mind lies to me. You know, like the doctor's opinion says, we cannot tell the true from the false. And my my mind lies to me not only about food, but so much about other people and about the fact that I think I'm everyone's higher power. Not only because I'm a know-it-all and I think that I know the best way to do everything, and I have to tell everybody that, but also because I somehow feel that it's like up to me to teach people a lesson, whether it's driving. I don't like the way this person is driving. They're driving too slow. So I'm going to get right up on them and be kind of a bully to teach them that they're driving the wrong way. That's retaliatory. I don't like what they're doing. So I feel the need to do something. And it comes under the guise of, like, showing them the way. But my mind is lying to me. It's selfish and it's dishonest and it's delusional to think that I always know the best way. And I find that I do that at work. I find that I do that with my husband. And I'm not, like, a mean person, but I'm a sick person. And I see more and more how when I'm left to my own devices, I see things in such a skewed way 
and I see my role in the world in a skewed way. So, you know, thank God steps four and five really showed me what my defects are and how I play a part in, you know, all of the things Time, that please. make me crazy in the world. Thanks, I'll wrap up. And 10, 11, and 12 helps me, you know, get back on track and find a better way to not be retaliatory. Thank you. I pass. All right. Thank you, Kim. And Susan H., you're going to lead us out today. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Susan H. in Ohio, recovered compulsive overeater. And it's funny how this little paragraph following the sick man's prayer, I just, I never saw the promise in it before. (laughs) Was it just added? I don't know. God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. I did not see or catch the promise before, but I needed to hear that today. And I need to continue to watch as long as I'm human, to watch for those, those traits that are going to pop up again. As long as I'm human, it's there. And I, I, I fully believe that I will stay human to my dying day. So I'm so grateful that God will show us how to take that kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. So maybe I can stop um, practicing, oh, I can't think of the word, uh, knocking them down with my thoughts, <laughs> knocking them down with my vague words of what's wrong with them. So uh, since I couldn't come up with the right word, that'll have to do, and I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Is there anyone who wants to wrap up with a one-minute share? Okay. I think I'm going to call it, my friends. It's been a beautiful meeting. Um, And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Friday, November 8th, 2019, is 13,635. That's 13635. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And oh my goodness, will Susan H. really read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. Here I am again. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.